Well, hello there. My name is Jenna Dunn, and you're listening to my What is Going On in the World podcast. Alrighty, welcome. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so glad that you're here as well. Today, we're going to talk about the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. I have noticed that they have been on the news a lot lately because of two reasons. First, the fight for equal pay, and second, the 2019 World Cup in France. I'm here to break down some of the news and tell you some background information and events that may occur in the future. In this podcast, there are two interviews which help us firsthand get a feel of what's happening on the team. Let's get started. So, as you might know, women get paid less than men. In 2017, women made only 80 cents for every dollar earned by men. Some players like Hope Solo, a retired goalie keeper, Abby Wambach, a retired forward, Megan Rapino, a midfielder, Alex Morgan, also a forward, and many, many other soccer players were sick and tired of unequal pay, so they decided to take a stand. To get close to that goal, the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team collaborated with Luna Bars to get one step closer to equal pay. The Luna Bar Company is giving 23, 23 women from the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team $31,250 incorporating the difference between the Women's and Men's World Cup roster bonus. In the Luna Bar and Equal Pay article, USWNTPA Executive Director Becca Rauchs, she states, When Luna Bar approached us in January to support and recognize the USWNT players in this way, I was speechless. I mean, if I was Becca, I would be speechless as well. This is a big step for the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team and a change that they will bring to the world for women. However, according to author Maggie Mertens, in her article, the U.S. National Women's Soccer Team makes a really good case for equal pay. She states that the gender wage gap actually widened last year, and some researchers believed the wage gap could be much bigger than what's reported now. With this information still in mind, The U.S. Women's National Soccer Team still takes a big leap in the right direction. I found an interview from CNBC that talks with a few soccer players and asks them what their take is on this idea. U.S. Women's Soccer Team speaking out on their fight to close the sports gender pay gap and the brands that are backing them up. Sarah Eisen joins us now with more. Hey, Morgan, the U.S. women's soccer team making big headlines, filing a groundbreaking lawsuit against its parent, U.S. soccer, recently. And one brand today is stepping up in honor of Equal Pay Day, trying to close that pay gap between U.S. and women's and men's soccer teams. I had a chance to speak with some of the players about that and ask them why now they were filing this lawsuit. I think this team has always been very committed to fighting for what we believe is right and fighting for ourselves. So this is kind of just another another step in that. The men's team and the women's team have separate collective bargaining agreements. Pay is structured a little bit differently. So how did you find out 
what the imbalance was. We've learned a lot throughout the last couple of years in um, through negotiating our agreement and then having um, brands like Lunabar step up hugely and proactively seeking us out and wanting to um, close that gender pay gap um, like they have today in offering us the, exactly the same um, exactly the same roster bonus that the men get. Um, so it's pretty incredible to uh, meet brands like this that are really at the forefront of closing the gender pay gap. Some might look at this issue and say, I don't get it. The women win more, they play more, they work just as hard, if not harder. Why is there such a big gap? I think you guys put the number at 38% in pay. How do you answer a question like that? I think that um, people now, the public knows um, that we're playing the same number of games, that we're competing in the same tournaments, and um, and so that's why um, that this is such an important lawsuit. And I think that being a member of this team, you kind of learn about fighting for your rights, fighting uh, for gender equality in sport. It's kind of a torch that's passed down. I'm sure you've heard on the broader point in your lawsuit against the Federation that while the pay gap is big and may not be fair, men's team brings in a lot more ratings and a lot more money in terms of the events. What do you say to that argument? I would say that that's an incomplete argument. Um, and, you know, I think that in unless we're going to talk about the investment across the board um, in everything and, you know, and then take that back years and years and years, it's hard to really to really have that conversation. I was just looking at what other companies are doing in this space. I covered the Nike event, the big fashion event in Paris, where they made a big deal about designing women's uniforms for women this year instead of just making an iteration of men's. Is that significant to you as a player? What did that mean? Oh, absolutely. To see a company like Nike um, put on an event where each jersey has um, a story behind it is just incredible. I've never been a part of an event like that. It's pretty incredible to see the game changing. The game, not the soccer game, but just the culture and, um, and people celebrating women and um, celebrating uh, the World Cup for what it is and for these 23 women uh, representing our country at the highest stage. And guys, as for Lunabar, which is making that big announcement that they are going to be paying the difference in women's and men's bonuses, the company putting out a statement today saying that they are proud to support these women and all women. And don't worry, Morgan, because apparently we only have to wait till 2070 to level the pay gap in this country. I know it's such a depressing stat that we've been putting out there on CNBC today based on that Glassdoor data. Question about this Lunabar situation. Are, are, were there strings attached to the money that Lunabar gave the soccer players? I'm not aware of any. And, and you know, it also follows some of the other announcement that we've, announcements that we've seen from other major corporations, like Adidas, for instance, also coming out and saying that they will pay equal bonuses to the winners of Adidas-sponsored teams for the World Cup that they would pay for men. So slowly but surely, there are steps being taken. But obviously, this lawsuit shines a pretty big spotlight on the issue, not just of the bonuses, which is a step that these companies are taking, but really what they're paid in general per games and how that's measured and how that's determined, because the men didn't even qualify for the World Cup in terms of the U.S. men's team. Not only did the women last time qualify, but they actually won. And they feel they've got the momentum and the case to be made heading into this argument. Luna Barr, just, just one of the examples of the sponsors, and they talked a lot about how grateful they were for the support for stepping up. Didn't, didn't talk about any strings attached, but I assume they're doing a lot of press around it.
right. Well, a lot of questions were asked in that interview, which were really tough questions. It takes a lot of guts to talk about this major issue and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. Uh, The three uh, players are Megan Rapinoe, Kristen Press, and Alex Morgan that were speaking. Um, I know a lot of other players um, have a big say in this topic, um, but those were just three of the many people out there. Um, So this is a huge accomplishment for the women and we can only go up from here. There will always be people that are against what the USWNT is doing, but I think everyone knows that it is a big step in the right direction and women will, 100% will be recognized for all that they have done and they will get equal pay. Like they said in the video, you know, it might take until 2070, but you know, hey, that's still, it's still progress, so... I personally believe that the USWNT is underappreciated because they've done so much in just the past few years. Um, it is known that the, that the women's team has won more tournaments, championships, and World Cups than the men's team. I wish the best for the U.S. women's national soccer team, and if they continue what they are doing, they will definitely succeed in the future for closing that gender pay gap. Now, on to my second topic, the 2019 World Cup in France. Wow, it's it's coming fast. I'm super excited for this event, and I don't know about you, but it's coming fast. It's coming quick. So, if you didn't know, the World Cup happens every four years and has been held every four years since 1930. The USWNT are four-time gold medalists and three-time FIFA Women's World Cup champions. I believe that the USWNT has a good chance at winning the World Cup this summer. They have a talented roster, which includes Mallory Pugh, a Colorado native that lived in Highland Ranch and went to Mountain Vista. They also have a Colorado native, Lindsay Horan, that is not from Highland Ranch or near here, but Golden, she's from Golden, who played on a Rush team. It's a club soccer team that is very popular in Colorado. And they both play offense, and they, you don't want to mess with them. They're very dangerous, and they're skillful and amazing soccer players. They're doing great things not only for the game, but for people around the world. They inspire girls like me to never give up and to follow their dreams. Oh, breaking news. According to May 13th, 2019, there's 25 days until the World Cup in France, and I am beyond excited to see what will happen. Now, here is another interview with just Alex Morgan and what she thinks about the future for this team. This interview was found on Fox Sports, and it was in September of 2018. So some of the games that she talks about in the interview is already in the past, and they, I think for the most part, won those games. Um, And one disclaimer, the U.S. women's national soccer team, of course, has qualified for the World Cup. So the next stop is France. winning the World Cup, but you got to qualify for it first. What's the mentality of the group right now? 
mean, obviously we're coming off of some big wins in tournament nations, um, beating Brazil and uh, some other great teams. But for us, it is definitely that. It's qualifying for the World Cup before thinking too far ahead to the World Cup. So it's just taking it one game at a time. And first up, we have Mexico, which is going to be a big one for us. There's been a lot of experimenting over the past couple of years, a couple new players, a couple new faces. Where do you feel this group is at in terms of chemistry? And then for you as well, personally, in probably your best goal-scoring form with the U.S. Women's National Team, what have you changed yourself? Yeah, I'm really happy with where we are as a team. I feel like we went through a rocky period where we were dropping some games. I think that was very just of the women's national team historically, obviously, especially in home turf. So now just kind of picking it picking it back up and doing well in Term of Nations and She Believes Cup. Um, just this year, I feel like we're, we're really feeling good going into going into qualifiers. And for me personally, I mean, I'm just feeling confident, obviously, of the confidence um, from Jill and from my team. And so I feel like I need to kind of step up into that role and be looked at for that for those goals, you know, as a number nine. Ten of the 20 players on the roster have not been through World Cup qualifying. Who excites you, though? Who's been fun for you to see emerge into this team? Uh, you know, I was really excited to see Tierna Davidson do well um, in these qualifiers. Unfortunately, she's um, she had a uh, broken ankle, I believe. I'm not sure exactly the terms, but she won't be with us, unfortunately. But obviously, you're going to see players like Mal Pugh, like Lindsay Horan um, really step up into those roles. Uh, Emily Sonnet is a player that's done extremely well in the NWSL. Saw her in the NWSL Championship um, do pretty well. And Obviously, we have a lot of young faces. I mean, you have Abby Dahlkemper, um, and then you have a lot of veterans as well who I think are going to have a good mesh between uh, younger players and veterans to, to carry this team to qualifiers. Now they are shouting out a Stanford player first, though, on the top of the list. That was pretty <laughs> impressive. Alex, thanks for joining us. The king is dead. Long live the king. Ah, England. Oops. Our relationship is... All right. <laughs> um, so... Well, from then, I believe it was, actually, I recently went to a U.S. Women's National Soccer game in, I think, March, and Alex Morgan, who's incredible, she recently just hit her 100th goal, so, I mean, watch out, she's lots to go, um, but yeah, so, but again, like Alex Morgan said, there's a lot of new and young faces on the team, which is very exciting. But there's also some veterans um, like Megan Rapino, again, Alex Morgan, um, Carly Lloyd. Um, trying to think. Well, and, and many more, of course, um, on the team, which can help the newer players bring out their best selves. Once again, um, Jill Ellis is coaching this fantastic team. This roster has been posted, uh, like I said, and the games have been set. According to the official USWNT website, the first game in France is against Thailand at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and the second game is against Chile at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, and the third game is against Sweden at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. These games are available to watch on Fox, and you don't want to miss them. And of course, um, when huh, they when they win these games, there will be a lot more games after that. But those are just um, the beginning. So this wraps up the podcast.
this wraps up the podcast and remember all of my podcasts are down downloadable so you can listen to them anytime and anywhere thank you for listening and new podcasts come out every wednesday at 1 p.m we talk about a lot of different things on this podcast so check in next week to see what's next next week's topic is drumroll please what happened to james charles and Will he quit YouTube and his makeup career? I don't know. You'll just have to find out. And again, watch out. Watch this U.S. women's national team kick butt this summer in France. Thank you again for listening. I am Jenna Dunn, and you are listening to my What is Going On in the World podcast. Go USA!